Welcome to the Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by the cream of the crop of the Gopher League. I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, how are you doing tonight? Doing all right. It's election day, so feeling like a big American spirit. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get your vote in? Uh, I did. I, I got my... So Minnesota has a cool little tracker of your early... If you, your mail-in ballot, and I didn't know about that until today at like 7 p.m., so I tracked that down, and I guess my, my ballot was counted September 29th. So I voted almost wow. a month ago. Really? Yeah, but... So it was counted on September 29th, or it got to where it needs right, to be counted yeah, tonight right, on might, September 29th. It might have got to where it needs to be done, ready to be counted Got it. September 29th. Yeah. but I don't know if Wisconsin's got that, but that would be nice to know that the absentee ballot I sent in like a month ago right. uh, does, in fact, count. But uh, the wife decided to vote in person, so I have a, a fancy I voted sticker that she got me. So, got to throw that. Oh, yeah, because if you don't nice. do that, you probably didn't actually vote. Nice, nice, nice. Well, glad to hear you both voted. Yep. Next, po- next, podcast, duty. next podcast we talk, you know, the world might be burning. Who knows? It very well might be. It might be burning by the end of this podcast, yeah. you know, for all we know. Um, and it's still burning. We're not too political here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what'd you say? I said it's still been burning in California. Yep. Yep. Well, politics are one thing. We're not a political podcast. We leave that to our sister podcast, NPR Politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did want to touch on politics tonight just because of what an important day in American history today is. Um, so Chris, glad you voted. I voted as well. Glad Rachel voted. Um, I guess next thing I wanted to mention is, you know, I, I might've ran to run into someone today from our high school. I don't know. You remember Kristen and Nia? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So I, I mean, I knew her and I don't know if it was her or not. She was wearing a mask in the elevator in my building. I don't know where she lives. I don't know anything about her, but I, I was looking at her and I, was kind of confident. Well, it seemed like it might have been her. And I didn't say anything, but I'm going to keep my eyes peeled uh, going forward. But fun fact about, about Kristen and Nia uh, doesn't really involve me, but she went to Madison. My cousin, one year younger than me, went to Madison for a semester uh, before, we'll say, taking a different step in his life. Um, <laughs> and I, he ended up going to UWM, but I recall a story. This is the last time I heard anything from Kristen and Nia that they knew each other uh, somehow, some way in Madison, and he at one point had a crush on her. Wow! What so I got to invite. Sense. Yeah, I got to invite John over if it's proven that she happens to live in this building. Oh. What a small world that would be. What's the connection with John and Kristen? That's my cousin. Oh, I thought you were talking about JP. No, 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 no. Not not uh, John Platzer, no. Um, uh, John Trout. But you could invite Platzer, too, if you wanted. We could. We could. That's for sure. 
All right. So that is my little tidbit for the day. Should we hop into our first segment, Chris? I'd love to. All right. So we're going into the mailbag here. Uh, Repeat writers in. It's actually two members of our listening audience that have written in together. And they are writing in for a second time based upon the fantastic advice we have provided to them in the past. Um, I can only assume, you know. I mean, they're back for more. Right. All right. So this comes in from Mrs. Smithy Ross and Mr. Ernest Wilmo Ortiz Martinez. Oh. Yeah. So uh, title of their letter, Help, the sex resort we wanted to try, has a racist theme night. Oh, no. You hate to hear it. Hate to see it. All right. So this is what uh, the couple writes. While locked down, my husband and I have begun to seriously explore our interest in sex with others. Since no one can meet in person, it's a great time to meet online, Zoom, and get to know people pretty well. Something that gives me great comfort as we move forward with new adventures. We've been chatting with lots of interesting folks and look forward to maybe meeting up in person whenever that is deemed safe. We've met one couple online whom we like a lot, and who are huge fans and advocates for a vacation resort in Jamaica that caters to, in quotes, the lifestyle, as they call it. (laughs) My husband made a really intriguing and compelling case for giving it a try, emphasizing the complete safety and freedom to do or not do anything we would like. The resort itself is even divided between a prude side and a nude side (laughs) to allow everyone to adjust to their level of comfort. He's urging us to join them in October if it's deemed safe. Uh, Smithy Ross and Ernest continue. Honestly, we have always been rather repulsed by the idea of a place like this and thought we'd never be interested. But after his cheerleading, we took a look at the resort's website and we're considering it until I got to the part about the theme nights where people dress in costume and act according to the theme. One theme night in particular, Jamaican night. I can only imagine- <laughs> I was waiting for that to be way more dramatic. Uh, I can, well, edit that out. I can imagine, or I can only imagine, lots of drunk white people with fake dreadlocks speaking in a Jamaican accent. The cultural tone deafness and naked, literally in some cases, exploitation of people appalled me. (laughs) Our new friend's explanation seemed the height of white privilege. He claimed the staff, all of whom are people of color, really enjoyed the night too. My husband agrees with me that the themed evening is an exceptionally poor taste, but does not think it's a deal breaker. I don't think I could stomach it, and I see it as a reason not to go. My husband's position is that we should go and skip that night. Am I being too sensitive and overreacting? Matt and Chris. All right. There's a lot. Yeah, there's happy to jump in. You know, great resource for 
situations like this, obviously. That's why Smithy and Ernest wrote in. Um, so one, thanks for writing in. Happy to hear your your uh, voices, so to speak. Um, few things to unpack. One, it sounds like you, you noted that they wanted to go in October, but we're sitting here on election night, November 2nd, November 3rd, sorry. And I'm just a little confused. I think you probably meant December, just to yep. set the record straight, obviously. Probably a typo. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to clarify. So this Jamaican night, it's they've brought in people around the island to participate in this activity, or it's just a bunch of resort guests. I get the idea that it's resort guests. Oh, well, if it's a resort get guests, then I don't understand what the exploit is whatsoever. I mean, look, Smithy, uh, you you seem intrigued in the idea. Um, and, and it's a bunch of consenting adults that are, are intrigued and regardless, they're going to be fat, white guys and gals with dreadlocks anyways. The only difference between Jamaican night and regular night is that maybe they'll put on a fake accent for that night. So I want to get too bent out of shape. Doesn't seem like anything too controversial to me in the grand scheme of what you're doing. Um, and if that's and at the end of the day, if that's a night that you just want to skip because it just doesn't tickle your fancy, um, go right ahead and skip it. That's your prerogative. But uh, there's going to be a lot of people tickling fancies down at this point. Oh, I, I understand. That's that's for Tuesday. That's Tickle Tuesday, not uh, Jamaican night. Mm -hmm. I've been there, obviously. Um, but yeah. What was your experience like during J Jamaican night, or did you skip it? You know, I, I actually uh, skipped that night. Uh, it went too crazy to untickle Tuesday. But um, I don't really see what the big deal is, Smithy. So I'd, I'd like... Go have fun with Ernest. Go enjoy the resort. Leave him a five-star review on Yelp if you if you think it's worth it at the end, and uh, see where the, the night and week takes you. That's good advice. Um, you know, I would say, you know, obviously, if the you get to the event and it is controversial and you feel uncomfortable and you feel as though this is not a politically correct event um, at the uh, Swingers Resort. Um, <laughs> then you got to skip it, right? Uh, we all have our beliefs in life, and uh, you know we got to make sure that we are standing up for what is right. And if this theme night is not politically correct, if it's not racially sensitive, you know, I yeah. am fully in support of skipping it for sure. Um, I think it's something that needs to be assessed in the situation. I don't think we have enough information here around what goes on during Jamaican night um, to be able to conclude on the whether or not it is something that should be um, attended from a uh, racially sensitive standpoint. So definitely don't want to comment too much on that, but um, definitely think, you know, feel free to go to the resort, have some fun. Uh, live it up, the swinger lifestyle. I think you guys, you sound like a great couple. You know, Mrs. Smithy Ross and uh, Mr. Ernest Wilmo uh, Mart Ortiz Martinez yeah. seem to be, you know, incredibly, incredibly well made for each other. Um, but uh, just make sure you're on the same page and, uh, you know, that you're having fun and being safe. 
Yeah, well, that, that's great advice. I just want to clarify again for the listeners, because it sounds like, and this is what you said as well, and what I opined on. Mm-hmm. But again, if it's just, in my opinion, if it's just throwing on a Jamaican accent, I don't, I don't see what the the, the grand scheme of things is. But uh, the, I guess that's where I draw the line. Anything further, but uh, you know, if you start getting people from the island involved then that's just a much different animal. So hopefully, I mean, at the same time, I heard that they have a, they have British night, which I know Smithy Ross is looking forward to. And, and, and I I don't see how that's any different than a bunch of white guys, white, white fat guys and gals with long hair um, thrown on a British accent, just an accent, Mm -hmm. as long as it's not offensive. Yeah. Yep. So we did, we actually did do some research um, while recording the pod here. And we did see that there are various theme nights, not just Jamaican night, but British night, American night, everybody, uh, you know, wears a fake fat gut uh, for that theme night. Yep. For uh, Ernest Wilmo Ortiz Martinez. Um, All right. Canadian night. Canadian night. Everyone's just really nice to each other. Canadian night. Um, and then obviously there's uh, the cheese night, swingers night. No, there's the cheese, cheese night. night. Yeah, the cheese night where it's just for Wisconsin friends and family, and they just. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. the details, but you can you can figure it out. They all love cheese. Let me tell you, just lathering each other up with cheese curds. You know it. Well, I think all we right. So I think it's probably time uh, to a pulp. <laughs> uh, should we? Once again, we thank our writers. We thank our audience for writing in. Yeah. We, uh, we'd love to be able to help to provide guidance. Um, so continue to write in. We will always take care of you. We'll always get to your questions as they come into our mailbox, no matter how long uh, that list is of questions. We will get back to you. Great. Chris, introduce our next segment, please. Well, as you all know, we're moving back into the traditional power rankings with a little actual analysis. It's been a few weeks. Um, but I think, uh, Matt, you're going to kick us off with number 12, who, let me check my summary. Yes, indeed, is a new number 12. Mm, yes. Uh, to clarify, I think we did normal rankings last week. It was two weeks ago yeah, that we Yeah, uh, we did, but it was, uh, it was a very uh, expedited. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Well, I can't say I'm going to bring too much more analysis, but... Number 12. Uh, at number 12, we have our resident swinger. It's Miss Smithy Ross. Uh, you know, it's a tough, tough week for him or for her. Uh, some real underperformances combined with the continued injuries that may, that, that plague this team. And I don't know when Eckler's coming back. I don't know when Chubb's coming back. But if they don't come back soon, this team is, is going to have a tough time turning around. They were ranked very highly at certain points in the season prior to uh, those pretty devastating injuries. And I just don't see a way out of that unless you start getting the performances that Josh Allen was putting on the first few weeks of the season and you get those two running backs back. Uh, you know, one bright spot on the team was uh, D. Dallas, the 12th string running back for Seattle who had 18 points this week for uh ross but yeah not a not a ton of upside until those other running backs come back so for his sake hopefully that's soon 
All righty. Number 11. Uh, moving on to number 11. At number 11, we have Eric. Man, for Eric, it must feel like a long way since uh, he was last ranked at number one, which was only two weeks ago, and last week being five. It's been a, a slide for the ages, so to speak. You know, Eric's still got a decent team here. He's got three great run, well, at least two great running backs and one um, decent running back that should should keep his team afloat. He's got Tyreek Hill too, but between injuries and bye weeks and the like, he just he hasn't been able to put out a, a real team here. His second wide receiver has been um, all but non-existent this week. It looks like he's flexing Alan Lazard. Hopefully, he actually comes back for Thursday night, which. I'm not completely in tune with, but seems unlikely. I don't feel like many players come off IR for Thursday night matchups. Um, uh, but it's been a tough slide. He put up the lowest score of um, the season at 42.7 points, which is pretty incredible. And just trying to pull it up again, I had made this co- Also, if any of the listeners know what the all-time low score is, I'm still trying to hunt that down. So please let me know. But out of that 43 points... 22 came from Tyreek Hill. So, wild. Just wild. Takes talent to do that. Yeah. So, um, Eric. And that was all on two catches by Tyreek Hill. Take back those two catches. <laughs> he has like 10 points this week. Very, very good point. Um, 20 points. I think, that, I think there is hope for Eric, but, you know, playoffs are fast approaching. His team is no longer in playoff position. I've been telling him for weeks he needs to make a trade with his running backs to even his team out, and he didn't want to listen. And now, whether that's with me or anybody, he's paying the, he's paying the price now. Hopefully he wants to make that with me. Eric, we have two nights to get this Aaron Jones deal done. Hit me up. All right. Are you, are you good on I'm Eric? good on Eric. Number 10. Moving up the rankings this week. Two spots, I Woo-hoo! believe. After a tough week seven, but a bounce back week eight is Nick Ballia, the father of the podcast, <laughs> the father, the only father in the group. Had a great week this week. Patrick Mahomes, five touchdown passes, just tearing it up, really carried his team, which is what is required based on the team structure. Solid week out of Julio, uh, you know, young ho, who. <laughs> With 13 points this week, um, solid kicker performance from him. Great name. I don't see Mike Davis in the top three scores, so he probably didn't do too much, but he didn't need it. Uh, Nick did not need it. So good bounce back week. We'll see if he can keep this kind of stuff, this kind of performance up, and maybe he'll make some more jumps. But I kind of think Nick is in a tough spot to continue growing. Um, because you're not going to get that production each week out of, out of Pat Mahomes. Number nine. Number nine. Um, the guy that Nick beat, Wilmo. Wilmo put up a respectable score at 89 last week, um, so you can't fault him there. Got 15 points out of his kicker, which probably isn't the norm, but other than that, pretty pretty normal production out of, I'd say, across the board generally. Um could expect a little more from certain people, a little less from others, but by and large, pretty normal. Um, I think, unfortunately, this is really the best it gets. And then you throw in the fact that George Kittle's now out basically for the season. 
Um, this team's just taken a lot of blows, and I don't think it's got enough horsepower to come back here in the very competitive NFC East division. Um, not much else I'd say, uh, but hang in there, Wilmo. There's always next year. Man, it really, if your team had Gronk right now, you'd be okay. Yeah, it's too bad he had Gronk. It was uh, he took a re- a real swinger and a miss <laughs> on Gronk. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. I wanted to have that swinger joke. So let's move on. I don't have any more to say about Wilmo. Um, number eight. <laughs> Will French, uh, my my page is loading again, so I'm just going to go off memory here. But Will French, you know, I've had these the same thoughts throughout the season. He's had one huge week, but the heavy reliance on the top three backs has not ultimately paid off for this team as we've gotten through week eight here. Alvin Kamara, solid performer, struggling to get in the end zone lately. Josh Jacobs, he might have had an okay week this week. I don't remember. 13, thanks. Miles Sanders, I think, was hurt still. So it's just tough for this team that was very dependent on the success of three expensive players when you're really only getting consistent success out of one. Um, And that one has not really found the end zone much in the past few weeks here. So, well, hopefully Miles Sanders comes back for you. Hopefully you can get some more consistent production out of those three. And I think Robbie Anderson struggled a little bit lately as well and he was a big contributor earlier on in the season for will so um you know we'll see where his season goes see if he can turn it around agree there across the board number seven um moving on to number seven we have wes uh apologies i'm pulling it up now oh yeah wes uh you know 98 points 99 points uh against eric Really, double, more than double Derek's score. Uh, came, came mostly from, well, no, it was pretty well well distributed. Uh, Colts defense helped a little bit there, but overall, just a good performances across the board from his two running backs and his two wide receivers. And Gronk catching that touchdown was nice, too. So, um, a good week. Honestly, uh, you hear that, Romo? Yeah. Honestly, uh, uh, things could be looking up for Wes, which. I hate to say it, given yeah. that Michael Thomas will be hopefully, maybe we'll never, we never know. Maybe he'll come back. I feel like we said that for weeks now. Mostert still got a few more weeks on IR, um, but uh, you know, put up a good score this week. Put up a good score, I believe, last week as well, and he's hanging in there. Yeah, I don't have much more to add, especially because ESPN just decided it's conking out <laughs> on me. Uh, I will say, though, that, uh, you know, we might have a special guest coming up on the podcast in a few oh, weeks yeah. here. I'm not going to name any names or multiple names, but, uh, you know, audience, audience members should get excited for, you know, something a little different coming pretty soon. Number six. Number six. My redheaded co-host. He's trending up. That guy's trending up. Now, he is very dependent on Green Bay Packer players, which I would say is a good thing. He may argue it's not. But Devontae Adams continues to produce. Aaron Rodgers continues to produce. I'm not going to get too 
complimentary of those fools after this disgusting performance they put on last weekend as a team, although that was primarily the defenses. Which we can talk um, about because that was part of my matchup. My God. I, it's hard, it's hard to decide, yeah, Dalvin Cook, it's hard to decide how good Dalvin Cook is. I mean, he's obviously very good, but he's holy very good. Moly. Yeah, no. It, when I was playing yeah, this guy, I, I genuinely, I genuinely thought Dalvin Cook was going to finish with six-plus touchdowns just by the way the game was going and how ridiculous every touch he had was. It was wild. It was like watching the Packers' defense from 2011 where we needed Rodgers to put up 50 points a game, and he did, but uh, yeah, it didn't happen yesterday. Ugly, ugly game, pathetic attempt to play defense by our linemen and linebackers, just gross. But we have a shot at redemption this Thursday against the depleted 49ers, so hopefully uh, – get a ping here. Hopefully we will bounce back uh, with zero running backs on our team due to COVID. We'll go all and Aaron and Devontae, baby. Yeah, you might actually have a, a solid – yeah, you might actually have a good week, which kind of sucks. But, um, yeah, you know, Great. doing all right. Packers yeah. carrying, yeah. Patriots suck. Fortunately, can't Who's argue there. Number five. Number five is my short blonde co-host. Uh, yeah. Short. He can jump higher what than you. What did you say? Maybe short, but oh, that's higher debatable. Um, Run uh, again. My, I'm undefeated in basketball against you. Let the record show. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Matt, you know he he, he had a great week. I'll play you Lost to his arch nemesis pretty handily. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's always I'll tough play. to decide if you rather lose putting up a good score or lose putting up a mediocre score. Um, but regardless, he lost with a mediocre score. Tough, tough news with Miles Gaskin after I've been trying to trade for him for a couple weeks. He's out three weeks now. Um, I'd rather have him on my bench than give him to you and have another bench player. Sounds good. Uh, tough, tough quarterback position ch- choice there. He played once. Yep. <laughs> God, MC used is bad. Um, who got you nine points against Dallas's atrocious defense. And then in the end, Big Ben would have been better. I'm sure a million waiver wire options would have been be- better, but hindsight's always 2020. Tough choice there. Jonathan Taylor is probably the biggest question mark and concern. There's rumors that he's a little injured, but is a little injured. Does that explain why he's been pretty porous for quite a while? There's I've even heard people calling him the next Trent Richardson. So. Some lofty comparisons. What moron said uh, that? I don't name my sources, but no, I actually did hear. I just don't remember. Um, Was it Skip Bale? No, we all know you can't trust Skip. It's all about Stephen A. Um, but you know, next week I think the Steelers play um, uh, the third string Cowboys. So you're Dallas. probably going to get 30 points on that defense, and you'll probably get a win. Anyways, number five right now. Tough to see you going up right now, but I don't think you'll be falling either. Yep, yep. Tough week against David. Went in thinking I was definitely going to – I was very confident going into this matchup 
and then he got stupid performances out of his team and my team uh, fell apart. You know, this is what happens when I play David in the regular season. He beats me. Um, so we're just waiting for the playoffs for it all to come full circle. So with that, we can move on to number four. Number four. And number four is Corey. How about this team? How about the West Coast? West Coast. Corey Kerbers. He lives in Portland. Uh. I didn't see this ascension coming, but over the last three weeks, he's been—he's got to have been the highest scoring team for the last three weeks here, and the numbers are coming from like differing parties. He did it this week without his starting quarterback, and his starting quarterback this week, or his backup quarterback that he played this week, was not good, and he still put up 121 points. So go figure. Uh, incredibly unpredictable team uh, over the course of league history. And certainly this year, all of a sudden, we'll see if this all continues. I'm sure it'll continue when I play him because he does kick my butt every time. Um, but Corey, trending up, five and three, looking to make a play. I don't know what Vegas has uh, Corey's team at for winning the championship, but depending on the odds, I'd put a good amount of money. I like Corey's team right now. Yeah. It's all about can he get some production out of that sustained production out of that running yep. back position. Um, moving on, number three. Number three, the guy I should not have lost to, Ryan. Uh, so let me pull up my information on Ryan. That would be helpful. Yeah. So you know Ryan had some tough bye weeks, but he's also got Kenyon Drake who's injured and on bye or had Kenyon Drake, who's injured, and on by. Will Fuller was on by. Um, in the end, I don't, you know, Dalvin Cook just annihilated any chance I would have ever had at winning. Phil Lindsay's somewhat looking up. Evan Ingram had his best game in a while. His Bears defense lost, unfortunately, and got him zero points, and Goskowski got him two points. So there's a path to, you see, you look at the players, you see some upside on players, and then obviously a huge 20-point-plus return to the median of Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, Ryan's got a solid squad, but I just don't – I also look at it and I just don't love it. And, I th- and I've been pushing him to trade Thielen to me um, for somewhat selfish reasons, obviously, but I also think he should probably just move Thielen regardless because, you know, his, this team's built around Cook. When Cook goes off, Thielen's not going to have monstrous games, and if Cook doesn't go off and Thielen does – I think you're probably going to lose anyways. So that's my personal opinion. Uh, go commissioner, but I don't see you. I just, I look at it. I just, I think you're at your peak right now. Number two. All right. Number two, my arch nemesis, David has continued to climb the rankings. I think there's a two spot jump for him this week. If I'm not mistaken, all the way up to two, uh, what can I say? The guy continues to perform. He's seven and one. He was missing Carson to injury this week. Some other players I I can't quite remember right now to bye weeks. And he found a way to put up 113, scored, I think, the second highest in the league this week. Guy keeps winning. I don't know um, how or why he beat me this week, but what can I say? He's winning. We uh, we got to keep him up here. At, we got to keep moving him up. 
Uh, to two, not quite to one though. But this week, yeah, David, David, you're number two. You earned it. Yeah, one one quick comment on David, but just on scoring, 113 was the second highest, like you said. But I wonder if that windstorm is the re- like 113 doesn't feel like it should be the second highest. I feel like scoring was generally down this week, but. I think weird weeks in this whole league. Like a couple of the weeks where I feel like I've had monsters. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. having monster scores. Um, it's odd. It just goes. Actually, uh, like, yeah, but. this is the lowest median week. Uh, median was ninety-one point one, I believe, and there were. <laughs> I don't have that, but we had three or four weeks where the median was right around a hundred. Or plus. There was one week where it was 108 was the median. Anyways, mm. we love bringing wow. quality research to the listeners. Uh, with without any uh, without any delay, any further delay. Number one. Number one, we got Galen. You know, Galen didn't have a great week, but I had him at my as my number one last week. Um, I don't think Matt did, but after coming together decided to give him the number one spot this week. You know, to be honest, I'm not feeling great about Galen's team anymore, despite a consistent performance across the year. I think most of his key players are trending down. CEH, you know, we got Bell in the mix, and it's, it's a full-on timeshare, and he's just not running well against a Jets team even, um, which I kind of think Adam Gase just stacked the box just so Bell couldn't go off and just let Tyreek and Mahomes and – Everybody go bananas and crush them. Um, Calvin Ridley had a down week. Uh, Melvin Gordon's trending in the wrong got direction. Uh, yeah, got drunk got as drunk. well. Um, not many upside players on his roster, but he's got Des Bryant. So uh, who, who yes. knows? Is he still, he is still carrying two kickers? I'm going to pick up another kicker. I need to start climbing in this league, and I think that's the time. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I guess, so I don't know. You, you, you put Russell Wilson's MVP season aside, this team does not strike fear in me when I look at it. But he's winning. Well, now he's winning. Before he was scoring a lot better and he wasn't winning. Now he's scoring worse and he's winning. So I don't know what's going on, but, but number one, no, a strong point. number one regardless. Number one. The unequivocal number one. All right, well, folks, that's our show. We've uh, brought you nine podcasts now and counting, and we'll continue to do it each and every week. Keep your ears peeled, eyes peeled, ears uh, perked, maybe, for our special guests coming up in future weeks here. We are going to bring you guys some incredible shows. Chris, do you have any Uh, final words? Happy election day. bowel movement to deal with oh exciting <laughs> it is an emergency yeah sprung up on me a little a little runny lately i don't know what's going on <laughs> thanks for the detail i'll make sure to include that <laughs>